Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. First thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. Here they come on turn four. Must go faster. It's going to be a drag race. They touch, they touch. Oh, my God. He's going to do it. It's a video game move. Have you ever? No, I've never. Wow. Unbelievable. (laughs) You ain't first, you're last. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and you're listening to the Indianapolis 500 betting preview here on Running Hot. Before we get into the picks, I do want to let you know I will be joined later in the show by Mike of Burnout Bets, who will take us through turn two, and Dale Tanhart of the Garage Guys, who will lead us into turn three. Very excited to have those guests with us for this special episode of Running Hot. The Indy 500 is the biggest motorsports event in the world. Indianapolis Motor Speedway is a two and a half mile oval with relatively flat banking in the corners at just 9.2 degrees. IMS is shaped like a a rectangle with rounded 90 degree turns. And because of that, because of its size, two and a half miles, we have two very long straightaways where Indy cars can get up over 240 miles an hour at the end of these long straightaways. That's because of the draft or toe, as we call it in IndyCar parlance. And that is going to have a huge role in how the race will play out. It means cars will be able to stay together in a line and they could use the draft to their advantage to make a slingshot pass for the win, potentially. In addition, Goodyear has brought a bit of a softer left side tire this year, meaning tires are wearing out quicker. Thus, tire management will be key and race day should be kind of hot. The forecast, long term forecast right now looks to be just north of 80 degrees. So will be a hot, sunny day. Tire management absolutely will be very key. That means it should make a fun race. We're going to have some comers and some goers. Expect, like I said, those slingshot passes for the lead. This is going to be a very interesting race because if you can manage your tires, you can move through the field. And then once you're at the front of the field, that clean air 
with only one or two cars in front of you, you will be able to make those slingshot passes. So I do think this is going to be a very, very interesting year, maybe a little different than we've seen in years past, thanks to some of these parts and pieces. I mean, we all speaking of parts and pieces, IndyCar has given teams the ability to add more parts and pieces to the car to do some different aerodynamic things, mostly increasing the downforce. And what that's doing is that by increasing the downforce, you're also increasing the drag, blowing a bigger hole into the air and making the draft a little bit bigger. And with the added downforce, it has allowed these cars to run a little bit closer together as well. So maybe we see a few more crashes this year. Could be a high variance race. And when that happens, there's always the opportunity to take some long shots. So with that said, that is our preview for the Indianapolis 500 in terms of what to expect. So that means we need to get into the bets. So I will lead us into turn one here with a pair of matchups. For matchup number one, I'm going to go with the race favorite at most books, Alex Pillow, minus 135 over Pato Award. Alex Pillow is the race favorite. He is my race favorite in terms of a handicap. He has the car to beat. I kind of noticed all the way back in April, in the April test, the open test here at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, that he looked like the car to beat. He was incredibly happy with his car. And one thing you'll notice about IndyCar racing, at the Indy 500 especially, Practice times can be very misleading because of the draft, right? If a guy just gets a really big draft, he may not actually have a great race car. He just got a really big draft in practice. So it is very important to listen to driver talk. What are the drivers saying? What are the teams saying about their car? And Alex Pillow absolutely loves his race car. He also did, I did say, you know, practice times aren't super important, but you can kind of smooth all that out by looking at longer average speed. He did post the best 10 lap average on the Monday session, which of course came after he won the pole position this past weekend. So he is starting on pole. He has the fastest 10 lap average in post-qualifying practice. He loves his race car. And the matchup is against Pato Award. Now, Pato Award is a very good IndyCar driver at all the tracks, very good at the ovals, but he has not been as happy with his car so far in the month of May. They've struggled mainly with consistency. They struggled last week before qualifying. They didn't qualify quite as well as they would have liked to have, although they did, you know, still make the fast 12. But Pato Award on this Monday practice really was not happy with his car. He said it was very inconsistent. You put on one set of tires, it would do one thing. You put on another set of tires, it would do another thing. That's not ideal. You don't want an inconsistent race car on race day. So for matchup bet number one, I am taking Alex Pillow minus 135 over Pato Award. And for the second matchup here in this turn one, I am going to go with Simon Pagano minus 110 over Roman Grosjean. Now, this matchup is interesting. This is between two Honda drivers. Romain Grosjean races, races for Andretti Autosport, and Simon Pagano races for Meyershank Racing. But Meyershank Racing has a technical alliance with Andretti Autosport. So they've been, even though their cars are prepped differently, they've been sharing technical data with each other. And what that has done is that's put all of these Andretti and Meyershank cars kind of very close together in speed. They all qualified very near each other. But the difference here is these guys track history. Simon Pagano is 
a legend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. He has finished inside the top eight in four of his last five races here, and that does include a win. So Simon Pagino has won here. Yes, it was with Team Penske, a Chevy team, but now he's over at the Honda. But he did still finish eighth in this car, in this Meyer Shank racing car last year, well ahead of Romain Grosjean, who that was his only Indy 500 career start. And just listening to them talking about it as well, Simon certainly feels more comfortable in his car than Romain Grosjean does this whole month of May. So for matchup bet number two here in turn one, Simon Pagino minus 110 over Romain Grosjean. So that does it for turn one. Now time to go into turn two. All right, for turn two, please welcome Mike from Burnout Bets. Mike is one half of the Burnout Bets duo that does host Twitter spaces to talk betting for the IndyCar series, along with Tony Donahue for all of the IndyCar races. Mike is one of my favorite IndyCar betting experts to follow on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter at Indy underscore bet. Mike, it's the Indy 500. It's the biggest race in the world. It's so exciting. How are you doing? And... What do you expect from this year's Indy 500? Oh, man, I am super excited. This is the Super Bowl for IndyCar betting. We spend most of the IndyCar season like refreshing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hoping to get some matchups, some odds. But this is actually the one race that sports books around the world pay attention to IndyCar, man. So I am just super psyched. We're going to get some prop bets that we never get. We're going to hopefully get some more matchups. We got a bigger odds board across the industry to look at. So uh, I'm just psyched to, to be able to have, you know, just more stuff at our fingertips to bet. And, and hopefully we get some more people betting IndyCar and, and watching the greatest race. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm super excited for it. You know, this is several years now into this current chassis, this this arrow kit. So things might be a little different this year. They've added some extra parts and pieces, maybe to create some more downforce. Some drivers are saying the draft will be bigger. There'll be more passing than the past couple of years. How are you kind of reading in all of that into, you know, handicapping this race? Yeah, look, the, that's the beauty of any car is the sports books don't pay as much attention as we do. The guys that are really, you know, they're really following their practices and listening to what the drivers have to say. So there's definitely uh, edges and angles for us to find here. Most of the drivers, you know, I've heard that they've been talking about passing at the front, but not in the middle and the back of the mm-hmm. pack. So I, I look for the, like, you know, you guys are always, it's a long race, 500 miles. Every year, something crazy always happened. Last year, Dixon was just running away with the thing. The fastest car on the pole. He speeds in pit lane, like one of the greatest drivers of all time. And then poof, that's it. He's done. And then we watched Marcus Erickson uh, outdo a award for the win. So crazy stuff happens over 500 miles. I expect there to be passing. I don't expect to be uh, like Texas level passing where we're talking hundreds of passes for the race. But you better guarantee 230 miles an hour. They'll be, they'll be slicing and dicing at the end of that race and throughout the race. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a a fantastic race and, you know, weather looks perfect. So we're not going to have to worry about rainouts or anything like that as far as the extended forecast. So let's talk bets. Mike, I know you bet on every IndyCar race or at least look at betting at every IndyCar race. Sometimes there's just not always great odds out there, but I know you've got some bets for the Indy 500. Lead us off here in turn two with your favorite bet so far that you've seen for the Indy 500. Yeah, so you heard me talk about earlier, like we don't get prop bets for IndyCar very rarely. Usually we get a twin, odds board. Uh, we get sometimes top three, some sports books offer top three, top five, and you'll get a spattering of matchups here, three, four, five matchups. We haven't seen any matchups come out yet from any books. Follow me on Twitter. I'll be posting anything I see on matchups from different books. 
and follow along with those anything I like. That's where you can kind of pick off the, the end of the field. But look, my absolute favorite bet every year for the 500, knock on wood, ever since I've seen any car betting available, this is an undefeated bet. You have to go back to 2016 mm-hmm. before you see a driver not in the top nine grid positions, starting positions, win the race. So there's a prop bet. I've seen it on a couple books already. It's usually across all books out there. That's going to say uh, usually eight and a half or nine and a half, the driver to come under that in the grid position. So the last, like I said, six years in a row, that's hit. That is my absolute favorite bet when it comes to any 500 under on the starting grid position. If you can get to nine and a half, if you can get a 10 because TK sits in 10. We'll talk about that maybe in a second here. That's even better. But that is my absolute favorite bet. I've seen it at minus 115. I think it's fair all the way up to minus 150. Uh, like I said, six years in a row with the new car, the new chassis, you just, uh, with the speed, you just don't see that coming out here. So that's, that's number one on my list right now. We pretty much only have to win markets out. There's some top three, some top five popping up. I like to kind of split my bet usually in any car in the, in the season. I'll, if I have a winner, I'll take a top three with that or a top five. Any 500 is a little bit different. It depends. Also you have pre-qualifications bets and after, but looking just at the board right now, look, my favorites, I think Polo is a worthy favorite. I had him for the poll. He starts in the poll and, we're, and he's being offered anywhere six, seven to one. I believe it's six to one on BetMGM last I checked. Some places seven, eight. So I think that's a very fair number for him. I wouldn't mind betting that. Last year, Dixon went off about three to one or so off the poll. So you're getting double that on a Ganassi car that's been fast. My next guy is Paddle Award. I grabbed him at eight to one before he uh, put it in the top six. So he's a guy that I think has been fast at Texas, which is a good if you're a golf guy, comp course is a comp track, Texas yeah. Speedway Award. You know, could have won that race. He was dealing with Joseph all, all, all race. So, Polo Award. And then I think Dixon is live as well. Dixon's another guy you can get out of a pretty decent number, eight to nine to one range. So, those are probably my my three favorites. I don't expect much from BK or Rosenquist, who start on the front row. They just haven't had duty race day cars. They weren't strong in the final practice today. But like I said, I think the winner comes from the top nine cars. That's why it's my favorite bet. And those are those are a couple of guys. I think you can't go wrong with a Sato. And even if you want to maybe cover yourself on that top nine and a half bet, Tony Kanaan is sitting there. And this year, I think it's a little bit different for Kanaan. He's in a McLaren car. So all month of May, we've seen the fastest cars are Ganassi and McLaren. If I find a prop bet that says, will a Ganassi or McLaren car win this race, I would I'd jump all over that because I think those cars and those teams have been a cut above the rest. They've had the fastest cars, so I want to target the guys in those cars. So you're looking at Award, Kanan, Polo, Dixon, the guys I just mentioned, and then you know Rosenquist with the outside shot. I, I do have a, a Rossi ticket that I got back in March at MGM, actually, for 22 to 1. That's long gone. So, you know, I've been picking off some pre-qualification numbers. I have a Rosenquist. They were hanging Ferrucci at 40 to 1. I have that in my pocket as well. So a lot of the card depends on what you've been building up to this point. But if you're just going from what you see now, I think I would be grabbing three or four drivers from that top nine and they're all at good prices. And then uh, let's see what we can make some money. And like you said, that starting one to nine bet rolls a lot of those guys into that. And you mentioned it's hit every year since 2017. And the the major deal there, right? So 2012, we started the DW12 chassis, but from 2017 to 2018, they introduced back to the spec aero kits. And previously it was Chevy versus Honda manufacturer kits where they can kind of customize those. But now we're back to the spec aero kits ever since 2018. And so since 2018, that bet has hit every single time that 
at minus 115 just seems like such incredible value. If you did have to, and I'm going to throw a curveball here for you, if you did have to take somebody other than, let's say, other than TK, outside of the top 10 and or maybe a longer shot that does start inside the top nine or 10, where would you look? Yeah, so I mentioned TK and then my man Will Powerson out there. He was fastest in the final practice today by significant margin, I thought, over several guys. He's a previous winner. Power's a guy like uh, he's probably between him and betting Dixon top threes. I probably had the most profit on those guys over the last five, six years. Power knows his way around this track. Again, he's in a Penske car, so I think it's a long shot. They just haven't shown speed, but he was, like I said, fastest in the final practice or the second to final practice for carb day today. So a power is a guy that I'd have my eye on and like, and then uh, you can get some double digit odds. Like I said, Sato, Kanan, those guys are all sitting in the teens. So that's kind of where I'd be looking. If you didn't get a long shot before qualifications, like I mentioned, a Ferrucci at the 40, I even saw 80s. Uh, some people sent me mm-hmm. some tickets for 80 to one on Ferrucci. I have a 75 on Ferrucci, so yeah. There you go. So, yeah, <laughs> so people have been grabbing that. Like I got the 40 literally Saturday morning as I started kind of doing some research and seeing like, you know, all the passing attempts and, and he's pretty much passed more people in the last couple of years than anybody, I believe. Yep. And then, I, but he's never started this high. So yeah, exactly. Put- so Santino Ferrucci, to your point here, he has always started outside the top 10. And he's always finished inside the top 10 in his Indy 500 career. Now he actually starts not only in the top 10, inside the top five. And when I saw his, so fast Friday, I know you were, but like, if you watch the Indy 500 practices and the different sessions, you can watch them on Peacock or NBC, depending on when and where those are. I saw Ferrucci and he made a solo run. So he wasn't in the draft. He wasn't getting a toe and he was putting up some monster speeds. And there were a couple books that left lines open and I just had to take a flyer at 75 to one. And now look what he's done. So yeah, right there with you. You know, that's a dark horse and that's look, I'll be happy if that ticket comes in. And, and again, that, that's also cashes that top nine and a half under bet. So exactly. he's a guy I think is a good bet. You know, that's one where like you could probably get a pretty good top three. They're still not giving him a ton of respect. I saw him still sitting out there with some 14s, 15s. Not a ton of respect for him. Not a ton of respect for BK Rosenquist. You know, if I had to pick one of those guys that's up really close to up front, that's kind of a double digit number. Felix is a guy that I had kind of called back in January. I do have a ticket for 35 to one for him that I grabbed back in March as well. He hasn't gone as low as the top guys there. Obviously, Dixon yeah. is starting in a water starting behind them, yet they have shorter odds. So if you're looking for some long shots, I'd be picking off in the high teens. You really historically just don't see any 500 winners come in the 20, 30, 40 range. Those are the guys you can find in any car at some other tracks. But, you know, this is all about top speed and, and then precision. And look, 500 miles, you got to have pit stops got to go right. There's got to, that's, that's what worries me about Ferrucci. He's in a, yeah. he's in a Foyt car. I just feel like Foyt's going to do something dumb. Like the team's going to do something dumb. A tire guy's not going to get a tire on the other. They got, you know, the crew is not, you know, not the same kind of full-time crew you see elsewhere. Exactly. He's not, he's not even a full-time driver. So Something, you know, 500 miles is going to be four or five stops. Something crazy could happen. So that's what worries me about him. I think he's a great top five bet, though, or or top three yes. guy, given his history here. He knows his way around the track. And if the car and the engine can hold up, like, yeah, he'll be there. Exactly. 100% agree with you there. Santino Ferrucci has, I mean, he has a ton of upside. The question is, how much will the consistency bite him? Not necessarily his consistency, but the team consistency for AJ Foyt racing there. But Mike, thank you so much for joining us here on this edition of running hot where can everybody find you tell us what you do as far as like you know betting throughout the year for indycar yeah look uh indy underscore bet i put everything out on twitter it's pretty much my only main platform that i use right now you mentioned the twitter spaces i do with tony donahue uh for burnout bets we do those 
We usually do a Twitter spaces pre-qualifications and then a couple hours before the race. Those have been gaining a ton of popularity. And sometimes we'll do the IndyCar show for burnout bets, which we'll probably have a burnout bets IndyCar show for the 500 here. So really Twitter's a spot at Indy underscore bet. Like you said, that's where you can find me. I tweet out my card every single week. I'll give the betting card. I'll give the pre-qual bets. I'll give the post-qual bets and I'll give the recap. So you can find it and I'll be having that all this week as, as we lead up to race day. Excellent. Well, thank you again for joining us and man, enjoy the best race of the year, the Indy 500. Yeah, good luck. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great, too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. NASCAR betting season is here, so get in on the action with the king of sportsbooks. Sign up with BetMGM using bonus code ACTION and get up to $1,000 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Puerto Rico, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, Wyoming, or Ontario only. Must be 21 or older to wager, 19 or older in Ontario. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, D.C., Kansas, Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, or Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, Maryland, New Jersey, or West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789 or call 1-888-777-9696 in Mississippi. In Ontario, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, and Utah and other states where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada and New York. Okay, folks, summer is nearly here, so let's talk about Shady Rays, friends of the Action Podcast family. Shady Rays is an independent company offering world-class polarized sunglasses just as good as any expensive pair you've worn. And like our unshakable gambling spirits, their frames are incredibly durable. Plus, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose your shades or break them, even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. 
Plus, if you don't love them, that's fine. Nobody gets mad. Just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's not like betting the Devils or the Knicks, for example. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, for turn three here on Running Hot, please welcome Dale Tanhart of the Garage Guys. Dale's a good friend of mine. I've been on his show, Dale Center, a couple times this year. I'm very excited to have him here on Running Hot this week. Dale is an esteemed motorsports better across all the motorsports. I'm very, very excited to have him on Running Hot. You can follow Dale in the Action Network app at Dale Tanhart. Dale, like I said, I know you bet all the motorsports. How excited are you for this weekend? I mean, it's the best racing weekend in the world. It truly is the the best time to be a motorsports fan in the universe, right? I mean, with with Monaco, Indy 500, and the Coke 600 all packed in together in one day, Memorial Day weekend, good holiday for everybody to take some time off and enjoy this racing weekend. It's just, there's nothing like it in sports. There really isn't. And the Indy 500, I think, is the cream of the crop. But in all, it is an amazing day for us motorsports fans. And absolutely. And you told me you were kind of chit-chatting before we hit the record button here. You're going to be in turn three in classic Dale style for the Indy 500. How excited are you for that? Yeah, we've, uh, man, I'm so fortunate to have a great family friend who's been going to Indy for since the 70s, right? And they've been sitting in turn three for an eternity. So it's, in my experience, is going to the Indy 500 and the Brickyard 400 when NASCAR was still hot and heavy there. I've sat in several different places. Turn three is the best place to sit. It's the best opportunity to see incredible passes. And you get to watch ambulances come in and out of the snake pit and pick people up because people (laughs) go crazy during the concerts. So it's, it's a great spot. And there's really not a bad place to be in Indianapolis for the Indy 500. But if you had to pick turn three, it's great, and it's the most appropriate here, I feel like, too. It's also appropriate for the Action Network podcast because it's the action turn between the racing on the track and, and what you see inside the snake pit itself. So couldn't be more appropriate. But, Dale, let's get to these bets. Indy 500. This is so exciting, man. It is the race of the year, like you said, the event of the year. And I know you're ready for it. So lay us with your best bet for the Indy 500. Man, I think anything involving Alexander Rossi is a slam dunk. This is a guy that is, in my opinion, like if you go back through history, he's a better Ari Londyke. Like Ari Londyke was amazing in Indianapolis, wasn't great throughout other different types of racetracks, throughout cart, IndyCar, whatever you want to call it. Alexander Rossi is a better version of him. And now it's been kind of a slump for Rossi in his final few years at Andretti, leading into his early portion here at Aero McLaren. But even in his tough times the guy was always fast and carrying the andretti fleet at the indy 500 if it weren't for two wacky races where he had bad luck problems the guy could have scored six top fives and seven career starts at the indy 500 including his one win back in 2016 and that was a fuel mileage win and he's backed that up with continuous races leading laps being competitive being ambitious balls of steel is is the phrase we like to use when it comes to the indy 500 but the guy truly is remarkable at this racetrack and i think is a pure talent in this sport and i think has an amazing shot to win his second indy 500 because now you're pairing him with 
the team that brought some of the fastest race cars in 2022, which is Aero McLaren. And we've already seen through all of our practice sessions through qualifying that Aero McLaren is legit. Felix Rosenquist, very, very fast. Pato Award, very, very fast. I love Pato Award, by the way. I have to say it. It's a must bet too. But for a value perspective, I'm glad that Rossi didn't make the top six because I think now you're going to be able to get him 12 to 1, 13 to 1, 14 to 1. All acceptable, all good lines for a guy that has four top fives and seven starts at Indianapolis in the Indianapolis 500. And he is in a rocket ship, ladies and gentlemen. You have to consider Alexander Rossi at this price. If you can find plus money for a top five, that is my favorite bet of the weekend to go with an outright between 12 to 1, 14 to 1. I really like that. So, Alex Rossi, like you said, if you can get his top five at plus money, right? He has in seven career starts four top fives. And you mentioned it could be closer to six top fives in seven career Indy 500 starts. This track is a match made in heaven for him. Former Formula One driver as well. So, you know, he's got two thirds of the legs covered here as far as his experience, uh, an open wheeled guy for sure through and through and an American. So I know, uh, you know, a lot of Americans will be rooting for an American driver to win. Alexander Rossi, definitely one you can get behind. I like that play a lot. But for your other bet here in turn three, the most appropriate number here for you, turn three, Dale Tanhart, what else do you have for us? We're chatting a little earlier, right before we recorded and, we're kind of due for a fuel mileage race. You know, mm-hmm. a fuel mileage race creeps up here every six, seven years, right? Like you think about 2011 with the famous J.R. Hildebrand crash. That was a fuel mileage event. Oh, yeah. Then you come back in 2016 with Alexander Rossi. We haven't really had, you know, amongst all these amazing duels we've had that have played out pretty naturally. There have been some breaks where there's been yellow flags come out in the middle of pit stop sequences that make a difference, but we haven't had a fuel mileage event and we're kind of due for one. So I like a couple underdog bets. I like Connor Daly, who's been sporty in practice. Last two years has been very good here, right? So 50 to one, I think is good value for a guy driving for Ed Carpenter. We know Ed Carpenter racing always brings the heat during qualifying, during race day. We know his teammate Renus VK is very fast, but if we're talking about a fuel mileage race, I want some guys that are going to gamble and are driving decent race cars, right? Guys that can compete and are willing to roll the dice. So Connor Daly, 50 to one. I think you kind of fill both spots there, like good race car. And I think there's potential to gamble for him to get his first win. He's a hometown favorite, sentimental favorite. Got to keep an eye on Connor Daly. I think 50 to one based on speed alone is a good price. And then fitting that same mold, there's sometimes been some rookie juju in this race, right? Like I talk about a lot of crazy juju that happens at the Daytona 500 on NASCAR side, but there's nothing like the Indy 500. And if we want to go the crazy route, give me Benjamin Peterson. He's in an mm-hmm. AJ Foyt car. Talk about another sentimental favorite. Santino Ferrucci, he's got speed. Benjamin Peterson's got speed. Give me the rookie 80 to one to win. Maybe take a prop on him for a top five, top three. You're going to be able to get it at pretty awesome value for a guy that's in a fast race car. Who knows? AJ Foyt might be rolling the dice to get back into victory lane in the, in the Indy 500 this weekend. Absolutely. And there, there's always those dice rolls. And to have a chance, though, on those dice rolls, maybe on a fuel mileage race, you still need a car that's going to be on the lead lap, at least that's going to hang out in lead lap. And so that's where you want speed. Connor Daly has shown speed. Benjamin Peterson, the whole AJ 14 has shown speed this year. I mean, impressive speed. So you have to be hanging out in the lead lap for those dice rolls. And the other thing I like about Connor Daly, you mentioned it kind of you alluded to it a little bit. Not only does he have speed, like he's led here. He led seven laps last year. He led 40 laps two years ago in this same ride, this Ed Carpenter ride. And 
Ed Carpenter Racing has shown a lot of speed again this weekend. They almost got all of their cars into the Fast 12. They didn't quite, but they were all within close enough. Daly actually had the worst qualifying effort of the three, but he always has race speed. And he admits he's never been the most amazing qualifier. So you're absolutely right. You got to be on the lead lap. And what better to be on the lead lap than a guy who is a rookie for a team, this being Benjamin Peterson, that has just shown massive speed this weekend. So I really like those picks, Dale. Thank you for taking us through turn three at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Make sure to tell everybody where they can find you across all your socials and whatever you got. Yeah, of course. I love our good friends. You, of course, and everybody else over at the Action Network. This is Dale Tanhart, where I post all my NASCAR picks, which have been terrible recently, but they're there if you want them. Mine have two, so we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) We we all go into slumps, but uh, Twitter at Dale Tanhart, Instagram at Dale Tanhart, TikTok at Dale Tanhart, Garage Guys Racing, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports over on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We've got it going on when it comes to motorsports betting across the platform, so I, I appreciate you for letting me do this, and it just... The whole segment, betting or not, you know, this whole week, goosebumps all the time getting ready for the Indy 500. So absolutely cannot wait. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Follow Dale, follow Garage Guys at all those places because they put out incredible content. I mean, you should have seen Dale's drip earlier. He tweeted out it was something. But Dale Tanhart, thank you for joining us here in turn three on Running Hot. All right, I will take the wheel once again as we head into turn four. And for turn four, I'm playing two angles that fade some of the top Chevys, the top Chevrolet drivers. So for the first bet here in turn four, I like Honda to win at minus 105. Now, if we look at at these top Chevy drivers, I talked about Pato Award in turn one, how he really wasn't happy with the consistency of his race car. Joseph Newgarden just felt way too understeery, and that seemed to get worse. Last week, it seemed to get worse with hotter temperature. And then yesterday, Monday, as we're recording this on Tuesday, Monday, Joseph Newgarden again was not happy with his car in these warmer temperatures. And race day should be even warmer based off of the longer-term forecasts into the weekend. So we're looking at two of the best drivers in IndyCar, racing Chevys, Pato Ward and Joseph Newgarden, not exactly happy with their race cars. So that could knock down Chevy's odds to win a little bit. And then Renus VK, another strong contender. He had issues on Monday. That car had some mechanical gremlins. Haven't had an update yet on what those may have been, but he was not up to speed on that Monday practice session. It's also, you know, Santino Ferrucci. We talked about him a lot. Turn two, turn three. He's a fantastic racer. And Benjamin Peterson, of course, Dale Tanhart gave out as a pick. But those are long shot guys for a reason. You know, even though they've been super fast, it's very hard to trust those AJ Foyt racing cars, maybe just the consistency of them. Also, the pit stops, the pit crews. So while they are in play for the win, especially Santino Ferrucci, who absolutely loves his car, you do have to worry about the downside there. Then there's Felix Rosenquist in the Aero McLaren car. Felix Rosenquist really hasn't been a contender typically in the Indy 500. He's made four career starts, two of them with Ganassi, which is absolute top tier equipment, and then two of them with Aero McLaren, which, you know, is maybe just the smallest step behind Ganassi right now. But he only has one top five finish in the Indy 500 in those four career starts. It was just a fourth place finish. Otherwise, he typically has not been a contender. In fact, all of his other finishes are outside the top 10. There's you know some other top Chevys that could be in play. Maybe a Tony Kanan, 
Alexander Rossi. I do like those guys, but we have, you know, kind of downgraded a lot of the guys that are near the top of the board in the Chevys. So as a result, that means we could look towards Honda and all those Ganassi cars, the Honda Ganassi, Chip Ganassi racing cars are very strong. We've obviously talked a lot about Alex Pillow, but all of his teammates are strong. Scott Dixon's an Indy 500 winner. Takuma Sato, a two-time Indy 500 winner. Marcus Erickson, your defending Indy 500 champion. So Alex Pillow, I do make the race favorite, but his other three teammates have combined for four Indy 500 wins and have all been incredibly fast. So you got to think Honda is in a very strong position here with the Ganassi cars, but there's more. Andretti Autosports teammates Colton Herta and Kyle Kirkwood, they both like their race cars. And I mean, Kyle Kirkwood, even at one point last week prior to qualifying, said he felt like his AutoNation Honda was the car, you know, maybe the car to beat or maybe there isn't a, a better car out there than his AutoNation Honda. He said that in an interview. He said he loves his car in the slipstream, right? That draft, the toe that we talk about. So he says he has a really good slipstream race car. And then, of course, when we talk Andretti Autosport, we've got to talk about that technical alliance with Meyer Shank Racing. And that means Simon Pagino, who we talked about before, is an Indy 500 winner, definitely likes his race car, and his teammate, Elio Castro Neves, the four-time winner at the Indianapolis 500, going for win number five, which would be an all-time record, right? He has the tied all-time record. He would be solo all-time record as the only person ever to become a five-time winner. Remember, he won this race two years ago with this very team, Meyer Shank Racing. So that is my first bet in turn four here. I do like Honda to win at minus 105. And for the second bet, I'm going to be backing some top Chevy long shots, right? So that comes with kind of downgrading these top tier Chevys uh, or who we would normally consider the top tier Chevys. We've mentioned with, you know, Joseph Newgarden. We mentioned Pato Award, Reams VK, some some potential issues there. It's, it's maybe hard to trust those AJ Foyt cars. So even a guy like Scott McLaughlin, I think, is just not quite there yet at Indy. He's made two starts at the Indy 500. No finishes better than... 20th, and I don't know if that car is quite there yet, and the driver is quite there yet at the Indianapolis 500. So, who are these longer shot Chevys? Well, Connor Daly, he's 12 to 1. Graham Rahal, who is now substituting in for the injured Steph Wilson in the Dreyer Reinbold Racing second car, there is 20 to 1. Ed Carpenter, 25 to 1. Ryan Hunter Ray, 30 to 1. And Benjamin Peterson, 40 to 1. I think are all playable as top Chevy long shots. I mean, Connor Daly, we talked about him earlier in some of the turns, turn three with Dale Tanhart especially, and he led 47 laps at this race over the last two years in this very race car, this Ed Carpenter racing race car. Graham Rahal was in the contention for the win two years ago when a tire fell off after a pit stop. That was with his Rahal Letterman Lanigan race team, but now he's substituting in for Dreyer Reinbold, and Dreyer Reinbold knows how to run at the front of these races. Graham Rahals has been in contention for wins. He could be the top Chevy here. Ed Carpenter. Ed Carpenter owns, of course, Ed Carpenter Racing. And like Connor Daly, Ed Carpenter has led laps at the Indy 500. He's won polls at the Indy 500. He's been in contention for the win for the Indy 500. He certainly has the ability in the car to finish as the top Chevy. Ryan hunter what more do I need to say about this guy? He is an Indy 500 winner, an IndyCar Series championship winner, and now he has come back 
to the IndyCar Series to race in the Indy 500 this year in that one-off with Dreyer Reinbold Racing. And now he has Graham Rahal as his teammate. He absolutely has an opportunity to finish as top Chevy. And then, of course, Benjamin Peterson and that AJ Foyt racing car may actually have the fastest car of all of these drivers I just named. I mean, he was the one who put it inside the top 12 in qualifying. Very fast race car, 40 to 1. So they're all playable with small bets. If you want to throw a tenth of unit here or, or maybe up to a quarter unit there on some of these drivers, it gives you a few drivers to root for on race day. And, you know, that's the fun of this. So, sure, we all want to make money, but we also want to have some fun while we bet and watch the Indy 500. So, I like sprinkling a lot of these top Chevy long shots, especially with some concerns about the performance of some of the favored Chevys. So, that is my second bet where we're fading kind of these top Chevys, these top tier top Chevys in turn four. So, we have made it all the way through Four turns, one lap at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That means we need to drive in to victory lane. My victory lane pick, none other than Alex Pillow. I do think he absolutely has the car to beat. He is 6-1 to one pretty much across the board. It doesn't matter where you look, but you can get him 6-1 to one at BetMGM. Alex Pillow, for me, is the driver to beat this year. Again, I said I noticed it right off the bat in April. I think Alex Pillow really loved his race car, put some incredibly consistent lap times down in that April test, and they have been that way all month of May as well. Incredibly consistent, great in the draft. If you watch him on track in these practice sessions, he is easily able to slice and dice his way through traffic. So, you know, Alex Pillow at six to one, I tend not to like to bet favorites in the Indy 500. But I think this is a year where if you do take some some longer shots, and I do have some longer shots on my card, I think you can supplement it with a race favorite in this particular case because Alex Pillow, to me, has looked like the strongest car all month of May. So that is going to do it for us. Thank you for listening to this special Indianapolis 500 episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I want to thank my guests again. And thank you all for listening, and we'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.